Hello, everybody. This is Zach. And this is Brandon. And this is the Awesome Mix Podcast. What's going on, man? Hey, um, well, I just got to say high five to you on uh, discovering this new brew that we are drinking right now. Santa Fe Brewing Company from right here in New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. Got to love it. Um, The uh, social hour with style beer that we had earlier with our uh, lunch. Definitely one of my favorites now. It is uh, very good. It's kind of IPA-ish. Yeah. But not with the bitterness and whole <laughs> that you get from uh, IPA beer, because I, I don't like IPA It's beer. like an IPA that doesn't suck. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but we've got this one that you uh, so uh, graciously uh, pointed out to me while we were choosing our brews earlier. The, uh, the Java Stout. The Java Stout. And, uh, it, dude, it's like a cold brew. Like this It is, does. It tastes like cold brew. This is like coffee and beer mixed into one. And it I, literally is. <laughs> dude, I, I have never tasted anything like this, and it is fantastic. Yeah. So uh, Santa Fe Brewing Co., uh, high Hats five. Hats off to you. Man, like. Jeez, this is amazing. good stuff. Be sure to check out anything Santa Fe Brewing Co. does. It's really good. Um, you know, this is a really important time to support local establishments. Um, go buy a Santa Fe beer. Go buy an Alien beer. Go buy. We have a brewery here called Drylands. Buy one of their beers if you're in the area. But uh, support 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 local business. Definitely, especially during this time. Uh, you remember when we used to always say support local music, but who cares about that? Yeah. Support local business. <laughs> support local business, especially during a lockdown quarantine like yeah. this. Like, I mean, it's very important that you stay safe, stay at home. Um, be be mindful of what you're doing. And if, if you get bored, drink a Santa Fe beer. Yeah. But I mean, when you're going out in public, be mindful of your surroundings. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you're not going into a super crowded place, you know. Six feet apart, wear your mask. All, all that yep. jazz. But most importantly, support local beer because this is a, a outstanding. It's very good. If you like coffee and you like getting a little buzz off your coffee, this is definitely a drink for you. Yeah, they even joke about it being coffee and beer at the same time on the can. It's actually really witty, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, that, from what you've been reading, their cans have, like, the best descriptions. Yeah, they've got the, the nut brown yeah. that says, uh, will a squirrel try to steal it? Probably not, but just in case, <laughs> keep a hold of your nuts. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we got uh, music news here, uh, 101... 202 and 303. Don't trust a hoe. Never trust a hoe. Yeah. So, um, just a little quick bit here that I found like right before we started recording that I want to talk about. Apparently, when Blink-182 was recording their latest album, Nine, apparently they collaborated with Miley Cyrus on a song, and it just didn't make the cut. My God. What? <laughs> right? Like, why? I, I, guess, I guess she's got a little bit of street cred in the, you know, punk scene or whatever, but we heard the clip. It's nothing special. It's just a Blink-182 song with Miley Cyrus singing. And I I liked it. It's cool. Like, I'm, I'm glad the gap is being bridged between, like, different types of music and stuff. But it's not that important mark hoppus shared it on like a live stream i think he was doing animal crossing or something nice i've been playing a lot of animal crossing i have not, <laughs> i do not have a switch i i dude it's like one of the most like blissful escapes you can get <laughs> at this point and it could not have dropped at like the that's what i use great effect auto for well <laughs> <laughs> since that's all i got well, that too but i mean i just feel like like it, it 
the game itself could not have dropped at a more perfect time, right before everything started getting completely shut down. Um, and it's just a virtual escape to where you can just do anything you want, man. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to shoot people and steal cars. Yeah, like. yesterday, bro, I did. I, 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 in Grand Theft Auto, I don't actually do that. I did some fishing and uh, made some roads in my town, and it occupied a good portion of my day. And I was, wow. I, I was at peace, man. You know, speaking of occupying your day, I just just last night I made a list of things I could be doing. Because, like I said, this weekend, I didn't do anything. I, like, I watched movies, and I mowed the lawn. That's it. Nice. And so I, like, made a list. I was like, how can I be productive during this time? And I literally could not stop writing stuff down. So now I'm at a point where I'm like, if I sit in front of the TV, I'm going to go back to this list and find out what else I can do. I've got, like, stuff, like, whether it's a blog or an article or maybe, like, a paragraph or, like, even a journal entry. And then I've got, like, go outside, enjoy the fresh air. You know, I've got... You know, reading the Bible, stuff like that. And I've got... Drinking beer. Drinking beer. (laughs) I've got got teaching myself, like, through YouTube videos and stuff, how to make certain things. Cool. Like, how to cook or, like, build a chair. Just random stuff. Occupy your time a little bit. Yeah, that way, when we do go back to normal, I'm better for it. Yeah. You know, I just... That's just my, my little quick bit. Like, I realized last night, I was like, in the span of two weeks, I have watched... Every Marvel movie from Iron Man to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Nice. That is way too many hours to invest in front <laughs> of a TV. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> I mean, we've all done it at some yeah. point or another. I mean, right before Infinity War came out, I binged literally every movie that had come out <laughs> up until that point. Yeah. Except for Black Panther because it wasn't available yet. Right. But I watched that in the theaters. Uh, another conversation. But, I mean, I, I think it's cool because you, you give me a different perspective of this whole quarantine thing because... I got laid off right before this was a big deal in the United States because uh, some corporations are greedy and only care about money and don't give two shits about their employees. That's the same truth. I, I hate that, but I, you know, but before it became a really big deal, I had to uh, get a job somewhere that I told myself I would never go back to, but times called for it, mm-hmm. so now I'm delivering at Domino's again, and... Uh, <laughs> I, I have to work through all of this, man. Yeah. As a delivery driver, I am in the the heart of all of this. Yeah, you're like out and about more than anybody. Interacting with multiple people yeah. a day. And, and having to practice all those weird social distancing precautions. It is precautions, so right? like, awkward, man. Like, what, like, what's your procedure to deliver pizza now? We have to have a uh, – we, we have two medium boxes folded put inside of a plastic bag. <laughs> you uh, take the uh, – food out of the hot bag when you get to the the address, put it on top of that, take it to the door, knock on the door, put said box with food on the ground, (laughs) but if they have nothing to put it on, like I I try to find like a a railing or something to put it on, but just because I don't want to pick my food up off the floor, but I have to step back from the doorway while wearing a mask and talk to somebody while they're grabbing their food and trying to hand me money and stuff. And it's just so awkward. Like, I I understand why we're doing it. But at the same time, it's just like, that takes away everything that's personal about that interaction. Yeah. And it's like, here's your food. Don't touch me. Don't breathe. Bye. Yes, it's um, so weird, so I, difficult. You know, I understand we're trying to stop the spread of coronavirus, but... 
It does suck. Like, I feel so awkward. I order DoorDash a lot, and it automatically tells them to leave it on your doorstep now. So it's the no-contact delivery rule or whatever. Every time, it's so awkward. Because even the delivery drivers, they're like, do you want me to set this here, or do you want me to hand it to you? I'm like, dude, I don't care. I trust that you're not going to spread germs, but, you know, I understand why it's important. So some... Just depending on my mood, I guess. I'm like, oh, leave it on the chair. You look sick. <laughs> it, it's, it's, become, you know? it's become a bit of a pain. But uh, on that note, um, yeah. since you were talking about the uh, the whole, you know, making a list of things to do to be productive with your time away from work and everything, uh, Pierce the Veil actually surprised everybody with a uh, live living room performance via internet yep, chat they, i'm assuming they use zoom like everyone else yeah or something some, some video chat they all got together and caught up with each other and uh performed hold on till may live Acoustic. from ev- their own living rooms yep. acoustically it was amazing the first time they've done anything in years since mike got accused of all that stuff that he probably didn't do yeah but uh, i or mean, did i don't know i i just love how they just showed up and they were like, hey, guys, we're still here, yeah. and we're dealing with this as well as you are, and, you know. You know what that makes me think, though? Because they took that hiatus because Mike was like, I'm going to take some time. I'm going right. to let this cool down. You know, I'm going to think about what happened. Now that they're even doing this is a big deal. Like, when coronavirus is over, are we getting a Pierce the Veil tour? You know what? I, I, I would absolutely think that, but I think also... Why would probably they, next year? Why would they tour when they don't even have any new material? When when did Miss Adventures look at all come these, out? Look at all these bands that break up in like 1998 and they come back and play that album on tour. I know, but it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Miss Adventures but, came out what 2016? 16. Yep. 16. Four years. Four years. I bet you they at least have something for us. Definitely. Because they've been stuck at home. They've got to be writing music, uh, especially now. I at think this in the point. video, Vic even said like I've been. Writing a lot of music. I think uh, the bass player, too, he was like, yeah, dude, a lot of songwriting is getting done. The the drummer, too, as well, said he's been, like, focused on nothing but drumming for hours on end until the sun yeah. goes down. I know. I was like, that made me feel bad. He's like, I've been playing drums literally until the sun goes down. I'm like, I didn't even want to set up my drums to record a three-minute song. <laughs> <laughs> dude, well, Which is why I have a list of productive things to do now so that I get out of that mentality. I mean, it's but, cool, though, because they, they came back and they're like, hey, man, we're still here. We we love you guys. We hope y'all are staying safe. This is what we've been doing with our time, and we want to uh, give y'all uh, a song that everybody loves. I love it personally. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites off of Collide with the I Sky. I forgot how much I love that song until I heard it last It time. made me go back and re-listen to Collide with the Sky, man. It's one of the best albums ever. Uh, Let's put it It's in my way. top 100. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. Okay, well, I, I did because I, we're on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it this way. I think Pierce the Veil is one of the most talented bands around right now. Absolutely. And I forget how good every song that they've ever done is. Let alone this song, because it's not one that I listen to a lot on the album. Just hearing them play it, I was like, oh yeah, this is a fantastic, fantastic piece of music. song. And uh, the message to hold on till May. Yeah. Every guy, everybody, this quarantine. He even, supposedly, Vic even said like they did this on purpose. <laughs> hold on till May, okay? We've got uh, a few weeks left in the month of April um, when all of this is supposed to have blown over. 
hold on till May because we'll make it. We'll get through this. We'll be better yeah. for it. And I just yeah. love that. It's a positive message from a band that we haven't heard much from since the whole situation went yeah. down a few years ago. Well, that, and that's my thing is during a time like this where there's not a lot of good news going around, this is something for people who are fans of the band. You know, they're sitting at home bored. Now they know, like, these guys are still in communication. They're writing music. They know, like, when this is all over, I'm going to have something from one of my favorite bands, you know? Yes. We got one other piece of news here, right? Yeah. Issues just uh, dropped an acoustic version of Tapping Out off of their album from last year called Beautiful Oblivion. Oblivion. Tapping Out, one of the heaviest songs off of the album. One of my favorite songs of 2019 Uh, in the rock realm. They did a stripped version of it, and I think it was really cool how they took the heaviest song to make into like a stripped down version. Let's just go ahead and let's just. They did a fantastic job of it, might I add. Sounds like a nice little coffee shop jam, you know? It's crazy how well this song translates to an acoustic. And it, it goes to show the artistry and the musicianship behind yeah. the people that made it this way because it is very hard as a person who used to love taking heavy songs and interpreting them acoustically it is very difficult to do yeah and they did it so beautifully they even add here in a little bit the little r&b hip-hop behind yeah. it to kind of like well they did the same thing with the diamond dreams a few years ago it's just they're one of the only bands that could take literally any one of their songs and rework it into an acoustic like groovy jam it's just so beautiful man it's it's very nice to listen to beautiful oblivion by the way um great album from 29 i am very happy with it considering the whole circumstances behind kicking out um, Michael Michael, and yeah. that whole situation because from what I understand it was just kind of like hey man we don't need you here get out um, they, they haven't addressed that specifically but yeah. I feel like you know shady it's what went on very there, but... shady what happened and I'm just like are you going to sound the same once you come back from that or are you going to progress a little bit I feel like with Beautiful Oblivion they did progress a little bit more without Michael there and it also goes to show I mean nothing against Michael but apparently through the recording process he just kind of did whatever whatever they told him to do Mm -hmm. so no I think there's a lot of people who would say that Beautiful Oblivion is like the most creative metal album <coughs> flexing um we won't speak of that song yeah <laughs> it's a decent song if you pretend that it's not issues uh, <laughs> i don't know what they were trying to accomplish there we'll just leave it at that yeah. um i like the rest of the album besides that song yeah i just it's a good album probably the my favorite heavy album of last year and they're just they're good songwriters like this is a band that I can go back to and like their first album is so good like very good one of my favorite albums ever I think yes and you know Headspace was pretty good too the EP before the first album was pretty good I remember we were so hyped when that came out you were like bro 
like their debut album just kind of showed like how creative a band in the metalcore scene could be. Yes. Especially when they had Scout, the DJ yeah. that did the whole actual legit scratching records. Yeah. You and know? he still like he produced this acoustic track. He still works with the band, he's just not a touring member. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just really ni- it's nice to get some stuff during this time. There's a lot of bands that I listen to nowadays and music that I like nowadays that they're releasing stuff still through the quarantine and all that. But it's nice when, a, you know, I kind of forgot about this album because I hadn't listened to it in a while. Me too, man. And the song comes up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good song. Yeah, especially when they strip it down and yeah. make it so pretty, you know, like I, as I said before, it's really difficult to do something like that. And it just goes to show the creativeness and the musicianship behind the, the band members themselves being able to produce something yeah. like that. So our main topic today is All Time Low released an album. Wake Up Sunshine, man. It's a it's a it's an album. And Dude, we'll we'll talk about it. It uh it made me get back into All Time Low after years of not really even acknowledging that they were a thing. That's uh good. I'm glad you're back. Welcome back. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. <laughs> but before we get into that, you checked out an album that you want to show me. Yes, dude. And I checked out an album I want to show you, yes. right? So I, let's I'm get very, right into it. I'm very excited about this. Um, August Burns Red's new album, Guardians, uh, dropped August 3rd, the same day that uh, the new all-time low April album 3rd. dropped. Yeah, April 3rd. <laughs> Did I say August? Are we in August? I don't know. We're I've been Aug- stuck at the house so long, it might be August. We're already. in August Burns Red. That's all I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, dude, I've just got to say, uh, before we even kick off any, uh, music from this album, it's true August Burns Red, uh, you know, it's kind of throwback-ish, but you know, it's got the, the blast beats, the off beats, uh, the great leads, uh, Jake Lures and his brutal vocals, you know how he is, uh, but one thing I can say about this album, singing, man, singing. They have singing. And, uh, you know, um... Not singing in the the sense of what they did with uh, Jeremy McKinnon on Ghosts. But like Jake sings. But Jake sings. And it's more of kind of like a, a raspy yell sing, kind of like what Sam okay. from Architects does. Okay. But it's just something really new and something prominent in this album that I've noticed. Because it's not in just one certain track. They, they, they've got bits and pieces here and there. And I feel like... First and foremost, it's going to piss off a lot of August Burns Red's fans, man. As would any new music from any band these days. But, <laughs> but I, I genuinely enjoyed it, and I genuinely think that uh, I'm Jake excited Lord, about the fact that they're singing on it. Like uh, August Burns Red is a band I'm aware of, but I don't listen to hardly at all. Back in the day, I listened to them more than I do now, but I've never been like a giant fan. But this is interesting. It, very interesting, man. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with Lighthouse, the most prominent singing song there is on this album, track number five. the architects in there like that is a lot like sam with the whole like aggressive like yell sing thing 
But I mean, who, who thought, man, ever that they would do something like that? Because I mean, right. of course, the instrumentation is all the same. Yeah. And then you're back into what yeah. August Burns Red sounds like. <laughs> but I mean, just that pretty nice little intro, yeah. with, and, and like the very front lyrics are singing. And not only that, but the lyrics themselves are just gorgeous. Take another look around. There's so much loss to be found. And I'm like, whoa, holy crap. People everywhere are, are, is it dying? Hurting. They're hurting, even though they're counted out. But there's so much loss to be found. Yeah. Jake Lewis is a... He's quite the poet with that pin. I know that much. Definitely, man. Definitely. And there it is again. Very good. And I just... I... I didn't care for Phantom Anthem as much as I wanted to. Um, I feel like if I go back and re-listen to it a couple times, I'll be more invested in it. But, like, Found in Faraway Places just hit home for me for some reason. It was just so different for them. And then to kind of bring it full circle, because this this album kind of gives me uh, vibes of, like, Leveler and Constellations, as well as The Rescue and the Store. But also, like, kind of takes it way back. So like the full brutal like metalcore August it's like messengers. Red. Yeah, like the only album I actually know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I know Constellations a little bit too, but which they just celebrated the ten year tour on last year. Yeah, God. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's crazy, right? They've been around that long, and they're one of the very few heavy bands that have not gone butt rock. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been nominated for two Grammys nonetheless. Yeah. Which is outstanding. It's because they're good at what they do. The Grammys recognize some talent anyway. They, I don't think they won, but the fact yeah. that they were nominated just well, says I a think block. they lost to Slipknot the year they were nominated, so of, <laughs> of course Because it's Slipknot, Slipknot, but you know. And everybody knows who Slipknot is. Well, like this year, Bring Me the Horizon was nominated for a... Uh, Ammo. I love that album. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. I'm just going to say the fact that Bring Me the Horizon is nominated now as opposed to who they were, it's just really... I understand why people say that. I feel like they keep getting better because they move farther and farther away from the stuff I don't like. I really like that album, but that's a discussion for another day. Definitely. So we're going to go ahead and stop Lighthouse there. Just I, I had to point out the singing, man. It is prominent in other songs. It is a nice song. Um, You know, this is like one of those albums where it's just got amazing instrumentals, man. Uh, great, aggressive, yet passive at the same time. I, I don't know what you, if you know what I mean by that, but like it's just up front in your face, but at the same time it kind of dials back a little bit yeah. and just takes you to a meditative area. Um, right. Like Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah, sort of. So, like, you got the pretty vocals and the nice little groovy guitar parts, and then John Mess comes in with, like, random words, like, <laughs> Bar me in a TV party part! <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? But, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go breakdowns, 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 man. They they get really, really 
really good at the breakdowns in this album. Uh, burns red and breakdowns. Are you I kidding think, me? I, That's I, like a match made in heaven. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Defender here. I think this was the leading single off this album, but the breakdown in this this song just goes off, man. It's so great. Well, they they announced this album not that long ago, not right? That like it, long it came ago out not even like a month after it was announced, nope. right? And then you got bands like Boston Manor who it feels like their album is taking forever to come out. Yet they've released half the album already. What's even worse is the 1975. They released the song in like September and the album comes out in May. Oh my god. So like, I feel like I've been waiting on this my whole life. Well, it's kind of the same with Silverstein. They released Burn It Down like right after yeah. the summer of last year and Beautiful Place to Drown came out last month. So... Yeah. Dance, be like August Burns Red. Don't make me wait. <laughs> and if you do, don't release half your album before the actual yeah. album comes out. At the very least, don't release a song in the summer and then release your album in May of the next year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the 1975 looking at you. One of my favorite bands, the holy crap. I've been listening to people so much, I don't even want to listen to it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Just true August Burns Red, but it's also it's also got like that nuance to it as well. It's got like that mature sound behind it, man. Which I feel like they they fully developed and found and um, found in faraway places. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were kind of inching towards it in uh, Rescue and Restore, but like I feel like all of that drifting away, coming back, you know, has kind of just matured their musicianship as a whole. You know, I've always felt like, because this is a band that's been doing, I don't mean this in a bad way, but they've been doing what they've been doing for a long time. Like, a lot like Silverstein, they kind of transcend whatever's trendy at the time. But at the same time, I feel like they borrow just enough from what's popular to be relevant. Okay. But at the same time, maybe they're the ones setting that standard. I feel like they are. I mean, especially to be nominated for a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Like that, two Grammys actually. It's just you, you gotta love a band that stays true to what they do, no matter what waves of music come and go. Because there are plenty of bands who try to stop. catch a wave. I'm gonna hold, stop you right there because here's the breakdown. Who will deliver the sentence, man? Like, oh my god. The, the, the lyric there is, um, there is no judge, I am the jury and the defendant. The devil has no hand, who will deliver the sentence? Boom. Nice. Just that lyric leading up into that breakdown, yeah. just like, that's powerful, man. That hits, man. Boom. Yeah. Like I said, he's a poet with a pen. Oh my god, dude. And the breakdown kind of matches my point, too, though. They've been doing this since 05. Where about these other bands been at? <laughs> right? See, they're setting the standard. They keep moving forward, man. They keep moving forward. Um, keep moving forward. I'm, I'm going to go ahead uh, and... Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to end on the heaviest song, or do you want me to end on the actual ending track to the album? Well, 
your opinion I, because I you haven't know, listened to this album. Very I want to know what the heaviest song is. The heaviest song, so we're gonna go with Blood Letter. And the, my God, dude, this is about as heavy as heavy gets. Dude. Of course, the heaviest song has blood in the title. Well, yes, <laughs> but it's not uh, what you think. Yeah. Uh, it's it's well, if it's anything, August Burns Red, like they have the song titles. It's like, whoa, that's brutal. And then you hear the lyrics, and you're like. Oh, hey, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, and that is most prominent in Blood Letter. Yeah. But I'm just going to tell you, man, this song is about as heavy as heavy gets, man. I haven't heard anything this heavy from them since, like, Messengers, man. I, like, I love that they did this. This is, like, probably... Uh, Dude, it's almost track number one for me, and I hate doing that. Where oh. the heaviest track is like my number one track, yeah, because I'm I'm so diverse with like my musical taste. I'm the opposite. I'm like the heaviest track's probably my least favorite. <laughs> well, you're gonna love this one, but, bro. Yeah. Blood Letter, track number eight, August Burns Red. <laughs> Got a nice little riff at the beginning. This song took me way back, dude. Okay. This is definitely a mosh call song. Yes. All right, all you kids in the khaki shorts start beating each other up. Dude, JB is a genius, man. That's cool. And then you can't forget the myth, the the man, the legend, man, Matt Griner on the drums, bro. Matt Griner, he's my favorite drummer of all time. Just because of his versatility, his unpredictability, the fact that he's absolutely insane. Yeah, on the drums, he yeah. can do whatever the hell he wants to at whatever given moment. Yeah. You will not see it coming. And it will fit so perfectly. Yes, very good. This is almost like a wage war song. Back before wage war went butt rock. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of it, like, low's not butt rock, is it? Like, I like that song a lot. No, it's not. And to be fair, I actually do like the butt rock songs they have, too. I do, too. Because I, Cody Wants His Nuts has a really, like, good rock and roll voice. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But look at that JB lead, man. That's like a classic metalcore riff. Yeah. And then, here we go. Breakdown. All right, Khaki Shorts, looking at you. Time to bury the hatchet. We won't bury it in your back. <laughs> We're not like you. Yeah. 
also, might I note, the heaviest song is also the shortest song on the album. Naturally. You can only play a breakdown for so long. And I feel like this whole song can count as a breakdown, in my opinion. It's like a... AC-130, the Attack Attack song. <laughs> ah, dude, yes. Their whole album, like, they're track by track. It's like, yeah, this song's just a giant breakdown. And it really was. It was, and it was good. It was great. We'll, we'll have to do an episode about Attack Attack. Definitely. That's a huge episode. And Beartooth. We'll just do a Caleb Shomo episode. And all I really want you to hear from this song, Three Fountains, the closing track of the album, and I, I, I haven't noted here, dude, it is the best outro track possible. Meditative intro and probably my my favorite set of lyrics, um, probably of all time, if oh. I'm being honest here. Wow. But definitely off of the album as a whole. It's just a beautiful way to close it, and I, I really need you to hear it. I see there's like album notes here on the thing. There's like track notes on Apple Music. Really now? That is I've that is never new. paid that much attention. Wow, that's cool. It literally has a track by track review. Of every every single one of them. Wow. That's awesome. Three Fountains, the song we're listening to now. This is about how things in life aren't as black and white as they may seem. Nice little meditative intro. I feel like they should definitely do an instrumental album. Dude, I would be so into that. It's like Dance Gavin Dance. Like I would probably love their music more if I heard the instrumental versions of it. Because their instrumentals are just so amazing. Here we go. When you forget who you are, You don't just lose yourself. You become like everyone else. Wow. Yes. And considering I just read like the description of this track, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Like how I had like that nice, nice soft intro and now it's like circle pit time. Mr. Griner himself made that possible. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to tell you that right now. He's like, guys, I want to play on this track too. just great it's very fun man like they take the song from everywhere like anywhere you could possibly go love jp jb's guitar right there man that's a little weird there yeah
gonna stop it right there. <laughs> Maybe. So uh, you can take us to uh, your nice little album review that you have. Yeah, so I'm gonna talk about an album I stumbled across on New Music Friday from a band I have not heard of until this point called Fire in the Radio. So what I do on Friday mornings typically is I just like go on Apple Music's new music page, see what's new, because there's so much music out there, I'm bound to miss something I wanted to hear. Yeah. And then, you know, on a slower day where like it's just all time low and I think like maybe Bethel or some worship band had a new song that week. Other than that, I was like, all right, what else is there new that I can check out? These guys were on the front page with like All Time Low and all the other pop music and just whatever came out that Friday, you know? Okay. So I was like, I, that name sounds interesting. Let's click on the album. And when the genre came up as emo, emo? The only, are you serious? The only Apple Music artists I've found whose nope. genre comes up as emo. No, there it is, man. Nope. Like, just straight-up emo. Apple I'm like, Music, why Why all of a sudden is this band emo? I don't understand. So I'm like, I, I gotta listen to it. I, and it was pretty good. It was interesting. I felt like... The name, to me, kind of speaks out a little bit. Fire yeah. in the Radio. That's just like, okay. Alright. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's an interesting name, but I just... Uh, upon first listen, I was like, this has some very throwbacky vibes like i think i've come to the conclusion that they sound a heck of a lot like a modern day ramones okay which is a good thing i love the ramones but then there's there's like a lot of 80s influence in there like maybe the smiths a little bit of the cure stuff like that okay um i can even see like the the emo influence but we're just gonna start with the first track called let's get to the start because why not all right Let's get to the start. You know what this screams to me, like upon like the first thirty seconds, this screams Billy Idol to me, man. And I absolutely, I, I absolutely love Billy Idol. Billy Idol's good. I still, I still do love Billy Idol. I don't listen to him as much as I did, but like right off the bat, I can, I can get into this just because it reminds me of Billy Idol. Nice. That's that's a good comparison. I knew there was that '80s vibe in there, right? Like, yeah. Because Billy Idol was pretty big in the 80s, um, but the vocals, it sounds like the Ramones to me, the vocals. Yeah. I get a little bit of that, like, Smith's vocal vibe, too, but I can see the Billy Idol. Well, the instrumentation really screams Billy Idol to me. I feel I like you. that's what gets me, is that, yeah. that instrumentation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because Billy Idol was punk-ish yeah. for, a, for the pop vibe. No, right, it had that pop, but he was. He That's was always punk. so interesting to me how Billy Idol was like in the punk world. Like I, I even play sometimes just like punk stations on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff. Yeah, and his song will come on, and I'm like, okay, oh, cool, okay. Yeah, you know, it's just it's pretty, pretty punky, pretty 
throwbackish, but it's got that modern twist to it. I like Def- it. Definitely, you know, nowadays the production sounds better than bands did back then. So yeah, most definitely, dude. But I, 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 I feel the modern vibe behind it. Yeah, but it is very throwbacky. So the news break is telling me about information I don't care about. Um, since this one's a single, we'll play it. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce this. Tular, maybe? Tular. 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 <laughs> it's like French, maybe? I don't know. Not really. I don't know. But again, you know, that same kind of vibe to it. It's a little more East Coast punk, I guess. Yeah. And these guys are from Pennsylvania, apparently. Okay, cool. Philadelphia, so... Weird. It's a little Weird. East Coast vibe there. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, they have two different singers, which I'll play a song that the other guy sings on later. But it's one of those situations where, like, one guitar player sings, and then another, like, like right. singers, that right. kind of thing. Yeah, this see is, the vocals there shout Billy Idol to me. I can, I can see that. It's just, and I think it's because of that like old school vibe that I dig it so much. But it's it's fun. It's fun to listen to. Like this is just like a, you know, this this kind of feels like yeah. I was drive, just about to say that man. Road. Just yeah, drive down the window with the top back. The the windows rolled down. Everything just drive like jamming with the top back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's a. It's a nice, like, springtime album to jam when you're by the pool or cruising in your car or going out in public, which we may be able to do again someday. Yeah, one day, perchance. Hopefully, Hopefully. by May. Please. <laughs> Hold on till May, brother. I've been stuck in this house so long. <laughs> Hold on till May. This is why I keep listening to music. <laughs> it's the only thing I can do. <laughs> this is the reason we started a podcast. Is, yeah, I mean, <laughs> one positive of the coronavirus our podcast started finally I was like I've got all the time in the world you've got days off let's do this <laughs> you've got days off because you're still working through yeah. all this yeah I, I, I really like it actually I'm definitely going to have to check these guys out later on and they apparently have two other albums New Air from 2017 and Telementary from 2015 okay have not listened to those yet, but I will definitely be checking them out based on this. Um, let's go to another single here. Track well, they've six. They've been around XSF. for five years already. Yeah. So this is a little more of a straight-up punk song. Yeah. And I believe that it, this has the different gentlemen singing. See, this song gives me a little bit of You Me at Six kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. Like, just that kind of late 2000s, early 2010s kind of punk, pop punk vibe. Yeah, dude, I really like the diversity between that and this. Yeah. That's really, really cool. But then it's still, it's got the same thread through it. It's still relevant. It's still relevant. It's not like they went here to here just 
all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like you can feel why we did these yeah. two different types of songs. Here. Like I said, it's got it's got the same DNA, just different types of songs from the same artist. XSF. I wonder what SF stands for. Let's ask Google. It stands for stands for. Stands for? Yeah, SF. Stands for. San Francisco? Uh, What does... No, no advertisements. All advertisements, bro. That's everything. Go away. In go away. Just click here to close. There you go. Oh, you know, folks. I don't think we're gonna find out the answer to what XSF means, guys. But if you know, please tell us. I think this is just announcing the uh, single. What Probably. Else? Anyway, this it is, is uh, probably my favorite song on the album. I okay, I I love it. This is really, really good. good. Um, this is a this is a great album. I was really impressed. It takes a lot to impress me with new music these days. Yeah, dude. I hate to be that guy, but I just am. No, it's me too, man. I especially with like new music. If you're a new band, you've got to like. <laughs> You've got to, like, throw something at me that yeah. is just, like, wow. Especially in this, I think, in this particular realm of music, because we've been with it so long, you start to get kind of a sensory overload with how much music you listen to. Okay, that scared Pierce the Dale. crap out of me. That scared me, too, oh, man. I was like, huh? Google, go away. La <laughs> Verona. La Corona, whatever how you La Corona. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I haven't pulled you off yet. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like part of the reason it's so hard to find music we really enjoy these days is because think of how many albums have come out since you started listening to this kind Dude. of music. And it's like, and then we we're having to narrow it down to our top one hundred. Yeah, man. Like I'm coming coming to find out that just in the first ten years of my musical life. I can't narrow it down to 100. Yeah. It's like, holy crap. So, that's just my kind of humble opinion on why it's hard to impress us these days. Because, not because new music is bad. Just because we're accustomed to certain types of sounds. And because, honestly, I just don't have capacity in my brain for all this stuff. Like Neither do I. Especially after all the different bands that have become easily, like, my top favorite bands. No. So many to list that it's just like I'm gonna add a new band to that list. Really? Yeah. You better be impressive, Dude, man. Like, like you better, like you better blow my mind. Legit. When I look at my Apple Music library, sometimes I get anxiety. I'm like, <laughs> there is too much crap on here. So much, man. And I'm just on like, top I don't of even, stuff that I haven't even done. A lot of times, I actually just go through and click on songs and just shuffle it just because I have so much in my brain can't even process what mm. I want to listen to at that time. Dude, I get stuck in that all the time. I'm like, what do I want to listen to? And I scroll through 
all the artists, artists and i'm like nope 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 and then maybe i should start doing that but i, I just go to songs when i'm when i can't figure out what i want to listen to shuffle it and a lot of times nine times out of ten that shuffle is on point for what i want to listen to and it just brings up a random collection of songs that are like from very genres very different backgrounds nice. And it just hits home, and I'm just like, all right, cool, Shuffle, you worked yeah. for me today. There are other times, though, that one out of the ten times that it's just like, skip, skip, yeah, right. skip, skip. See, I'm in, that, I'm in that camp. Like, every time I hit Shuffle on all my songs, I'm like, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> oh. But anyway, thank you, Fire in the Radio, for being one of the few newer bands to really genuinely capture my heart and for one of the very few bands that apple music actually lists as emo music. yeah that's nice so you know i'm a self-proclaimed fan of emo music not real 90s emo but all kinds of music starting from the dawn of time if it's sad it's emo i don't care <laughs> there we go and yeah so this has been monuments by fire in the radio um please go check it out and i think we're gonna review all time low here in a little bit yeah definitely all right, so here we go. Uh, this is our review of All Time Low, Wake Up Sunshine. The brand new album came out Friday, April 3rd. Their first new album since 2017's Last Young Renegade. All Time Low is back. They are back, baby. Um, my God, man. This is like classic, old it's, school, all time low, man. It is not what I was expecting in all of the best ways. I agree 100%, man. Like... Uh, this is just like I mean it's got hints of old, hints of new, but like I'm getting a lot of like uh nothing personal, dirty work, don't panic. Um yeah. Don't Panic being the last album that I like officially really enjoyed. Yeah. Um I, I liked what's the one after that? Future Hearts. Yeah. yeah. Future Hearts. That's a really good one too, but yeah, I think this is my favorite thing they've done since at the very least, since Don't Panic. Yeah, man. And that was, what, eight years ago? That was 2012, I believe? Yep. 2012. That was, that was a long time ago, man. Like Holy crap. <laughs> uh, and I'm just going to start off with, the, like, my initial thought was I didn't like it very much. And then it started reminding me of the classic all-time low yeah and uh it made me kind of revisit like their older albums like the ones i just listed and uh just remembered how freaking good they are mm. man they're just great musicians they're talented they got the yeah. catchiest freaking songs my ever god dude uh so creative uh one of my favorite things is alex gaskarth's voice dude like he is gotta be one of the like best the singers. best singers in like pop punk oh my god Cat just started freaking out. Um, Cat freaking out over there. <laughs> oh, but uh, we'll just swing into just it, man. Let's right just jump it. right in. This is the first song, Some Kind of Disaster. And this is the first single they put out. And when it came out, at first I was like, it's Simple Creatures. This is, this is just all of the songs that didn't make the Simple Creatures EPs, but Alex, like, edited out Mark Hoppus. <laughs> but... You know, I listen to this song more, and I'm like, this is a really good song. Dude, and, I mean, yes, uh, one thing I do notice... All that this, to say, I like Simple Creatures a lot. 100. I'm just yeah. like, why does it sound exactly the same? But, anyway. <laughs> My God, I just, I love this, man. Like, it just, 
like you said, it, it you know, kind of like Simple Creatures, but at the same time, Simple Creatures was kind of like more of a electronic-y yeah, kind of... Yeah, drums were definitely electronic drums yeah, and stuff man, like that. And, but I, I get like a, a a pop punk feel from this, man. Yeah. Like something that's been just missing a raw for guitar a while, and drums man. and uh, like it's just been missing from their music for a while in my Getting the hooks and the melodies, dude. Oh my god. Gasgarth, that's what I'm saying. Gasgarth is just he's a beast. The, sings... I, I even put that in my notes here, man. The hooks, man. Yeah. Like jeez, but uh, like it's it's old school, but it's still fresh and new. Like it's, I it just. It's like, it's got all of the best parts of like modern pop music, as well as like the best parts of all time low, as well as the best parts of like modern rock music. One hundred percent, man. Like and this dang song it. just embodies that. I think that there's a reason it's the opening track because it tells you what you're about to get yourself into. Exactly. So I'll um I'll move on to the next song though. Please move on this to is, the next song. I love this. Sleeping song. in is one of my favorite songs on the whole album. Yes. This is such a punk chorus. I love it. I love the lyricism. Oh yeah. And again, it's just catchy. Like I feel like I'm in H and M shopping for new clothes right now. Dude, the... you remember what it was like to go to H and M before we had to stay in our houses? <laughs> I remember a time when I enjoyed going. We were allowed place. to go out in public. <laughs> But yeah, man, like, I love it. I love the lyricism. I love the hooks, man. These hooks get caught in my head. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll find myself just jamming to it randomly, and I'm just like, hey, yeah. that's off of All Time Low's new album, man. You see, like, because you were saying initially you didn't like it as much. From the first listen, I was like, this is it. I love it. <laughs> Dude, you messaged me saying, All Time Low is back. Yeah. And I went through, and I'm just like, yeah. And then I'll... The more I listen to it, I'm just like, dude, yes, yeah. they are back, yeah. man. It's just, oh my gosh, it's such a good chorus. We're not sleeping, man. I love that. Then it goes into like the kind of like new age, all time low sound. Yes. But with that like really upbeat chorus. It's just so good, such man. Such a good song. Like, we'll go ahead and move on. Track four is one that we both. I really enjoy it. It is my favorite song on the entire album. Melancholy Kaleidoscope. It's got my favorite lyric in the whole album. It's got my favorite guitar riff in the entire album. That is such a nothing personal type old school, mid 2000s, late 2000s guitar riff, man. It does make me feel like I'm back in high school. Yes, man. That is interesting. And then that that distorted, scratchy guitar right there. They've definitely used that a bunch in the past. It's crazy too when like when you think about how all time low sounded on like put up or shut up versus now. Yeah. Like again, it's like with August Burns Red, like there's a thread. You know it's all time low anytime you hear it. But yes. I'm like This is so cra- like they were like what, 18, 19 when they put that out? Yeah. And then now they're, you know, mid thirties. It's like their music has aged with them, dude. Like in, I, in a good way, I mean, aged with them, but aged in a good way. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's like wine. I, I it's hate like that a fine word, wine. But it's matured. Yeah, to compare it to anything, like wine gets better with age. All time low has definitely yeah. gotten better with age. 
they've gotten more creative with their songwriting process. The, the lyricism is just off the charts good. Yeah. They use so many unique words and unique phrases in you, this album. Alex Gas Garth is a poet. 100. A modern poet. He has a farm now, did you know that? Does he really? Yeah. He has goats and cows and horses and whatnot. That's freaking so cool, man. Oh my gosh. I love the progression of yeah. the song too. It like it like it just like progresses because it starts off, you know, you know, with the old school, and then kind of brings the new school in with the old school, and then it just yeah. builds up into this pop punk ballad, man. It's just freaking amazing. Yeah, definitely. I love that freaking that just. It just fits so well. Like it's be 100 if you're only giving 95. My favorite lyric on the whole album. It's just, I love All Time Low. Never have they had a song that the lyrics made me think about like life in general. Yes. Until this, I'm like, huh. I'm gonna wake up every morning giving 100 because you can't be 100 if you're only giving 95. It's like. Most of the time, they just make me remember how sad I am. But this is good stuff. Dude, I love it. And then uh, we're going to go over here, which is a change in direction. I just have to say Trouble Is, lyrically, is very relatable to me. I love that song. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it, too. Uh, the whole album Wake up, is sunshine. great. But I love this song, Wake Up Sunshine, the title track of the album. It, It's just really good. And it's just like a great alt-rock jam, man. And it's the title track. That's just like such a... Kind of weasery. Yeah. I love it, man. Just like that alt-rock, radio rock sound. But it's just catchy. It's got... Ah, oh, it's got everything, man. There's something to be said about a band that is on the main stage at Warp Tour back when that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. And who's also best friends with people who used to be in One Direction. <laughs> like, there's just... Like, Niall Horan, I'm probably saying his name terribly wrong. He's a singer-songwriter, and he was one of the boys in One Direction. Yeah. But I love his music. But Alex Gaskart was talking about him in an interview, like their friend, like close friends. I was like, what? Pretty sure that guy's like 23 and lives in a mansion. And you're friends with him? Yeah, man. You meet a lot of people in the music industry, yeah. I imagine. It's just, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Like, and then, because they, they're always doing like exclusive stuff with like Sirius XM and all these like big radio stations and stuff. I'm like, yeah. There's something to be said about a band who can keep their edge and still do all that. And I I imagine having a couple albums debut in the top five of yeah. the top 200 album releases. Two well, album releases in a row is, like, that says a yeah. lot, man. That's... Well, all Time Low's just, their journey's been interesting because they tried the whole major label thing. I was, gonna bring, I was going to bring dirty, that up. Yeah, with Dirty Work. Dirty Work, they went and to Interscope. They left and went back to Hopeless Records because yes. they're like, this major label stuff sucks donkey Well, balls. what happened with that was a crazy process, man, because the album was supposed to release a whole year before it actually released. 
but they kept delaying it and pushing yeah. it off so they could do these shows that the record label was wanting them to do. They had to do a bunch of re-recording processes. It just kept pushing it back. And I I think I read up on an interview that Alex did, and he said that it was a very unenjoyable experience. Yeah. Well, he said there was a label guy like in the studio with him, like telling him, like, no, can't do that. Yeah. You got to do this. But And they're like, you know what? Screw that. Yet Dirty Work is one of my favorite albums, by the way. Interesting. It's probably my least favorite. See, I thought that until this album made me revisit it because it gives me a lot of that. It reminds me a lot of that major label experience that they had, man. Yeah, I can see that. Where they can write that like hit song. But that's also like what's interesting about their journey is they went from that back to their roots. And then they got to this point on their own, on their own terms. And it's and instead of going through a major label, they're on Fueled by Ramen. Yeah, man. It's like, okay. Okay, we'll just let this song play through because yeah. I really want to bring up this next song and have a really nice, good conversation about this next song. Monsters featuring Black Bear. Who is an artist I don't really care for, to be honest with you. I don't really care for Black Bear either. But that is a good song. But his, his feature is gold. I love it. Dude, this song in general is just... This is the best track on the album. This is the best track on the album. It's got a balanced mix of old and new. It's got like that pop and bass, the old school drums. The the catchiest hook I have heard in so long. I can see that. It's a kind of an unconventional hook, but in a good way. I just love it, man. It just fits so well. To me, well. this was like one of those more exper- experimental songs. Just because like, it's got like the, the minor chords in the melody and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. This, it's a really good song. Dude, this is... I, in my opinion, it is the best song on the album. And I'll tell you why. Because this hook gets caught in my head constantly. I'm always jamming out like this. This is, gonna, this is why my favorite song coming up later is going to be my favorite song. For the same reason. And then you got black hair here. It's just gold. That bass with the drums I do behind say, it, man. I will say, his feature fits a lot better than I thought it was going to. Because he's like an R&B like, rapper guy. Yeah. So I was like, it's going to be like Silverstein. They're going to throw a rapper in for no reason just to do it. And But like, it works. Now I wonder. I'm wondering... I just love how that flows so well. Yeah. And now I'm wondering, I'm wondering why. It, it is. just hooks so well, man. Like it's, it's definitely a brilliant uh, song. Oh. We're gonna have to talk about this song. Track eight or nine? Nine. Okay, yeah, definitely. We'll let this one play through. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll let your favorite song play through. Well, this isn't my favorite song. Oh. This is just, in my opinion, the best track on that. Your favorite and the best are different. They I, like, are. I like that. They are. I'm such a vain prick. I'm like, my favorite is the best. No, 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 no. <laughs> Melancholy Kaleidoscope is 100% my favorite song on the album. Nice. And it's, uh, honestly, it's all because of that, that lyric and that guitar riff. Fair. That is why it's my favorite. This is the best track on the album because it is just so well written, so catchy, it is so good. Such a good song. 
this is that radio hit that they would play, and people would just spread it. But around then it's got like, like that ripping guitar yes. part right there. That's like, what I'm saying. Whoa. It's got like a balanced mix of old and new and experimental stuff, man. Yeah. Then we'll move to track nine, favorite place featuring the band Camino, which, which I've have you ever heard of them? I love the band Camino. Really? I heard them last year. I stumbled across one of their songs. It was on like one of those Apple Music alternative playlists. Uh-huh. And I heard it at work and I was like, who the hell is this? This is so good. And I was like, the band Camino. So I downloaded the, the EP that came out and I was like, all right, they're really good. But I didn't place them as like an all-time low adjacent band because they're like super radio poppy, like, but they have like that kind of pop punk vibe to them. So I really dug it. Well, I... And I was so excited to see them like on an all-time low song. And they were supposed to open up the tour that most likely got canceled because of coronavirus. Well... Here's what I have noted for this song. It is the perfect change of pace on this album. Because it's so... It's it's different from what has... Ballad yeah. Yeah, you know, um, it's... <coughs> you know, it's got... It's, it's a good change of pace. It's not full pop punk, but it's not full pop radio at the same time. Yeah. It's just like a nice little... Nice little... You know, right in the middle of the album, here yeah. you go. This is, you know, this is going to bring us back to where we're at. This is the band Camino singer right here. I love his voice. He's got a good voice. Next next week, I'm going to show you the band Camino ZP. I am so That's game That's going to be that. on the episode. I'm so game for that. Yeah, it's, it's just cool because, like, it's funny because it's almost like the band Camino's, like, debut EP is what All Time Low took 15 years to evolve to. <laughs> but they sound pretty similar. <laughs> yeah. So this is like the perfect fit in a weird way. If, if it, if it's, like, since it features the whole band, not just the singer, yeah. I feel like this is kind of a, a, a blend that kind of fits I into was curious both, about that, yeah. into both of their genres, and they kind of just... Well, because I hate when it says featuring the whole band. Like, does that mean that all of the musicians played on the song uh, a lot of times yes because in that would be cool because in Silverstein uh, a song featuring Simple Plan it is the entire band Simple Plan see it's so interesting to me like how do you do that how do you pull yeah, that it's off weird. like alright uh, Bridge is coming up Paul jump off the kit yeah we're gonna get this other guy <laughs> or in all time Lowe's case Ryan get off the kit go kiss Cassidy Pope for a few minutes we're gonna let this band Camino guy play drums. Ah, Cassidy Pope. Bro. Oh yeah. You remember Hey Monday? I a good love band. Hey Monday, dude. And now she's a country singer. I know it's ridiculous. So it's, it's just crazy, man. I thought I would like her just because it's her. It's country. <laughs> All right, so we gotta I'm move gonna, on to. I'm gonna backtrack. Backtrack. Before, I'm gonna backtrack before we go any further, because this song is smack dab in the middle of the album, and it's just so different than any other song on the album but it just it kind of it's toned down it's beautiful it's the perfect placement for the song because it pulls you back down to earth after all the upbeat stuff that's been going on previously so here we go pretty venom interlude interlude this is a good song again i don't think there's a bad song on this album. there is not a bad song on this album all time low 
I did not skip a single song when listening to this album. And that is very rare for me. Especially when yeah. going back to a band that I haven't listened to in a very long time. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a song I would skip either. It's just Who would have thought All Time Low in 2020 would be up there? Like I love All Time Low, but like I said since 2012 there hasn't been an album that I was like every single song is gold. Yes, man. I said this it's just really toned down. It's beautiful yeah. it's like it pulls you back down to earth after all the upbeat stuff that's been going on someone is knocking at my door Sorry about that. They asked if they wanted my lawn cut, which if I was willing to pay for someone to cut my lawn, I would have said yes. <laughs> but I can just do it myself when I'm not being lazy. The crazy randomness that goes on in the middle of a podcast, man. Yeah. It's, dude, it's quarantine. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> there are people dying of COVID-19. We're listening to All Time Low making a podcast about it instead of being worried about the outside world. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Nothing, but yeah, I just wanted to, you don't have to listen to it all the way through. It's a good song all the way through, but I mean, I just had to backtrack just to, because that's one of my biggest notes that I put on here. It's just the perfect placement for that song, mid-album, to bring you back down to earth, kind of like, hey, we're going to, we're going to pull it down here for a few songs. smack dab in the middle, ain't it? Because they did. They they pulled it back down here for a few songs before they kind of went back up to where they were. You know what's crazy? My comment on that would be... A lot of albums stop at track 11 or 12. Yeah. That's already track 8. They have And listening songs. to it, you wouldn't realize that that was track 8. No. Oh, and I've, I've noted that too. It's a little long, but it doesn't drag. It successfully yeah. pulls off 15 songs, which is very hard to do. It is extremely hard to do. 15 songs is a lot, man. That, that That's a lot going on in, in a very short amount of time. Yeah. 46 minutes. That That's great. That's a good time yeah. for a 15-song album, man. We'll, uh, we'll move on to track 10. Yeah. This is my this favorite is, this song. This is the, on the one album. that kind of... Because where the middle album, Pretty Venom, kind of tones it back down, this one kind of takes it from that tone down and brings it back up to bass progressively throughout the entire song. This is my favorite song on the album. Really? Because of Mr. Gasgarth and his melodies... And his hooks, and his vocal talent, and oh my god, I could listen to this song over and freaking over, and I get the same like warm fuzzy feeling every single time. Okay, I can see it. it it's not my favorite. I like it though because I it, think as a piece of hipster trash, I'm inclined to like a song that's not a <laughs> single as my favorite. See, I I hate having to do that, man, because <laughs> I'm just like. That's why I don't listen to the singles. I mostly pretend singles don't exist. Because when I That's listen a to a singles method. over and over again, 
I hate when I get to that album and I get to that song and I'm just like, okay, I've heard this song thousands of times. I'm going to skip it. And it misses the impact of a whole album. So check it out once. That's okay. Wait until the album comes out to listen to it again. I because should it, be like that, but I'm not. I'm I the hate opposite. choosing I singles, singles as my songs. favorite song because yeah. it's a single. I like to feel the album out and pick a song that's not a single as my favorite song. Which is why it's so unusual for me to choose Melancholy Kaleidoscope as my favorite song. But I think it's because I did not listen to it until right. last you week. You heard the whole album pretty much for the first, the first time as, first a whole. Time yeah. as a whole. Yes. See, and I had only heard track one and that one before the album came out. Mm-hmm. But I also feel weird because I know Sleeping In was a single, and I would say that's my favorite song. This one just beats it by a hair and the fact that it's not a single, and I'm trying to be a cool kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I love the chorus of the song. It's it's like, it's got like a great alt-pop feel to it. Ironically, well, not ironically, I guess that was their point but the song's about putting the car in drive and it reminds me of like summertime and driving in the car dude yes like i used to jam this type of music all the time just cruising around town not doing a damn yeah. thing you remember the days when we went to hastings and just drank coffee and listen to music i miss hastings that's man. what this song makes me think of i miss hastings i r.i.p honestly i feel like the last time we hung out at hastings was right after don't panic came out it was that year was like the year that we went to Hastings, like, every, every freaking day. day. Every yeah. day, man. That was my senior year. I remember that. Like, every single day. I didn't have a job. I wasn't in college. I was just sitting here, and then you'd be like, I'm coming over. And I was like, all right. <laughs> what else am I going to do today? I remember that. Just going to Hastings and, like, downloading music and listening to new songs and doing what we're doing now just without a mic recording it. Yeah, man. It's freaking, like, this is nothing unusual, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. And this song just, like, brings back those vibes for me. I agree. Now now that you've said that, I have a new a newfound appreciation for this song. Yeah. Because this was just... one of my, this is one of my bottom songs. Huh. I like it, but it wasn't up there. But now that you've said that, I'm a yes. sucker for ballads, too, and this is kind of ballady in a way. Like, it's more of like a... Like I said, cruising in the car with your girlfriend, if you have one of those. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm a sucker for songs like that. I'm a sucker for, like, storing songs in my memory that I can use later on in, like, a different context. See, this and is And I feel why, like this is a song I could use at a party or, like, on a date. This is why I love this know? next song and the song that relates to it. Here's what I wrote on this. this Seasons is, Part 1. January, January Bloom. Seasons Part 1. It's a creative songwriting. And part run flows into part two later on, which we're going to play right after this, just so I can show the relation there. Oh, no, that's fair. It tells us it's it's creative storytelling. It ties together. It flows seamlessly because there's two songs in between part one and part two. I love the instrumentals in this album, or in this song particularly. It is nice. This is like the kind of instrumentation that makes me want to just pour a glass of coffee and just... I love that. Be at Hastings. Oh. 
That is one thing. I was thinking about this album. I was listening to it again yesterday, and I was thinking about this like Jack Barricat uh-huh. for being like the Pete Wentz of this band, like the guy who doesn't have much of a face. voice for the band, but he's the face of the band. Yeah, like he doesn't get enough credit as like a great musician. I feel like the I'm great- sure Alex writes a lot of his songs, but like. You know that Jack's got a part in like all these sweet leads. And oh stuff, yeah, right? man. One like I mean, the, I feel like the biggest public publicity he has is the fact that him and Alex kind of look similar, and females all over the planet had the J look phase where they were yeah. like Jack and Alex together. Yes, this is a thing. Yeah. This is gonna happen. This is this is what's happening. You know what I mean? That that was probably one of the biggest like publicity that he got. But yeah, he's. He's an underrated member of this band. Yeah, like, he's... Like I said, like... I know Pete Wentz, like, writes most of Fall Out Boy's songs. I'm sure Alex writes more songs than Jack. But I feel like he's, like, the Pete Wentz of all-time low without, like, the credit. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like... Can you, can you name the other guys in the band? No, I can't. I can just because I like follow this band like crazy, but yeah, most people aren't gonna be like, oh, I know Zach. See, I don't even remember his last name. <laughs> yeah, and Ryan All right, we're Dawson, blow into Cassidy Pope's days. husband or boyfriend or whatever. This is Summer Days. Summer Days. Seasons Part Two. Seasons Part D. You see how seamlessly it flows from that one to this one. Yeah. It's almost like, why didn't they put them back to back? I feel like they did it on purpose. So that you had to listen. Exactly. Whoa. Yeah, we're back to this. Because the two songs in between this are so good, man. Clumsy. Up there, my favorite songs on the album. I think Glitter and Crimson is up there in my favorites. That's a really good one, too. Most definitely. I just I have to comment on the fact that they're scheduled to play Sad Summer Fest (laughs) and the lyric is Sad Summer well I just like how they have seasons part one seasons part two yeah January gloom leads into summer days, and that is D-A-Z-E, not D-A-Y-S. Yep. They flow together. Uh, The January gloom leads into that summer days. The lyrics fit seamlessly. There's a story behind it. Makes sense. I like it. But I'm like the opposite kind of person. I'm like... I like the cold winter more than the hot summer. Dude, I agree with you. <laughs> it's like, I'm more like January days and s- summer gloom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just reverse the situation. Yeah, the situation, and you you just got flip the tracks. You got a you got Brandon to a T, man. <laughs> I'm like, want to be cold and dark and sad. Yes. 
in the hot summer when people are having fun, I'm bitter. <laughs> bitter and cold. Even bitter and hot. cold. <laughs> in 100 degree weather in New Mexico. God, it does get hot here, man. That's a good thing, though, because coronavirus can't survive in hot temperatures. So New Mexico's going to kill that crap fast. Yeah. Why do you think Lee County's only got two cases? Yeah, well, that could grow because it seems to be growing exponentially. I know, it's going crazy right now. There's like 8,500 deaths right now in the U.S. Yeah, it's it's a lot of people. That is a whole lot of people. Which is why All in Time Low released a brand new album for us. Yep. So we have a ray of sunshine in this gloomy season. And they say, wake up, sunshine, somebody loves you. That's the lyric. Wake up, sunshine, somebody has coronavirus. <laughs> Alright, so we got that. Now we're going to backtrack to the song after Seasons Part 1 called Clumsy. Alright. Which I, this is just classic all-time low. Just a good tune, man. Yeah, man. You know... My overall thought on this album versus Last Young Renegade, which at the time I loved so much. I remember you, I piped it so much. You were like all on it and you were trying to get me to listen and to I lo- it. And I, I still love it, but dude, I can't listen to it nearly as much as I used to. I'm like, okay. It did not <laughs> it, age it well. It didn't age that well. It was very timely for when it came out. This, I feel like, is going to last. Oh, yeah. This is like... It fits, like, like we've been saying this whole time, it fits like classic all-time low meets new all-time low. So it's like... But at a happy medium. But at a happy medium, yeah. So it's like five years from now, I'm going to listen to this and still probably be like, yeah, Sleeping In is like one of the best songs all-time low's ever written, you know? Whereas like, you know, Last Young Renegade, it's great. Don't get me wrong, it's so good. I didn't like it that But it, for me, even as someone who loves the album, 2017 Brandon loves the album. 2020 Brandon's like, this is good. But why is it like your number three album of the year? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... This, this album has staying power. Dude, yes. I said, it, it, this album made me go back and listen to the all-time low that I loved back in high school. Because I I was, I I could not get enough of all-time low in high school, man. Dirty work, nothing personal, don't panic. I, I could not get enough of those albums, man. I loved the songs. I loved the band. And then all of a sudden, they just weren't there. And I haven't revisited those albums since high school. Yeah. Mind you, that is eight years that I have not listened. I haven't So this, like, listened, prompted you listened. to be like, I need to revisit All Time Low. I did. Yeah. I revisited all three of those albums last night. Nice. When I was doing my official review quote-unquote of this album i feel like i listen to like all of their stuff fairly consistently but when we do our top 100 you might see which albums i listen to all the time
just a spoiler alert. The top albums you listen to all time low? Yeah. Glitter and Gloom is the next song that's playing. Glitter and Crimson. Glitter and Crimson. Why did I say Gloom? Maybe you're feeling a little gloomy. I am. Should I cheer you up? (laughs) We're talking about emo music. I love this. This kind of reminds me... It's because I was reading January Gloom. Yeah, I got you. Okay. But, like, this song kind of... This reminds me of, like, Simple Creatures and the fact that Mark Hoppus' influence from Blink-182 kind of shows here. Because I get, like, a a Blink-182 feel in this song. Especially, like, newer Blink-182. Yes. I feel like Simple Creatures is the songs that didn't make this album and the songs that didn't make Nine. And then Mark and Alex are like, yeah, you want to sing this verse? Let's do it. <laughs> like, like I said, my first impression was like, this is Simple Creatures without Mark Hoppus. But it's, it's got enough nuance that it's its own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Simple Creatures is, oh my God, so good. Like, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of it. I'm but, just going to say this, man. I, I put this as my last statement on my notes last night. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. All Time Low has hooked me back into the band Zach that they is hooked. are. Like, I, I absolutely love it. I can listen to it over and over again. And it just hasn't gotten old to me. And I can say this. I've listened to this, this album over 20 times already. Because I am a delivery driver. I'm going on three times. And uh, I just leave an album on. For my shift, pretty much. Mm. I do that. I, I, I pick an album and I listen to it through my whole shift because I'm either on the road or I'm not on the road. Yeah. And I'm kind of back and forth, so I have a chance to listen to the whole thing over and over and over. And it's just it's just been my thing since I've become a delivery See, driver. You I have the ideal job to review new albums. I know. It's great. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am getting paid to sit here and do nothing. So I should have the same circumstances for listening to albums. But instead, I just watch YouTube all day. I like how it kind of yells that right there. Yeah. It's a little versatility there. Like, good job, All Time Low, because y'all yeah. y'all brought me back in, man. Like, I went back and listened to albums that I haven't listened to in almost 10 years. And I remembered how much I loved this band. They're so good. And with that, we're going to close it out with the closing track of the album, Basement Noise. And this song just says it all, man. It says it all. They went back to their roots for this one. The lyricism here, the the theme behind it, the lyric, it's just, it it just says it all.
Just stupid boys making basement noise in the basement. Just stupid boys making basement noise in the basement. It just, it, it goes back. It goes back. It goes back. This is where any band starts. Uh, whether it be a garage, whether it be a room, whether it be a storage unit, whether it be a basement, you start there. That's where you begin. That's your humble beginnings. That is just where where you start. You just make noise in the basement, and then all of a sudden you're the biggest band, or one of the biggest bands in the world. That is true. All Time Low is a very big band who started in the basement. And I just love how they closed it out with this. And it just says it, it says it all about the album. Yeah, dude. I, it, it just makes you think, like, what you were thinking about the album, how it's so throwbackish, how it reminds you of old school all time low. They're in the same boat. They're like, let's go back to our roots, guys. Yeah. We're just stupid no- boys making basement noise, man. Like, let's just freaking do it. Yeah, that's such a good song to wrap up the album with. Again, nearing my top songs of the album. If I had to make a top five, it would be very difficult. That's all I've got to say. That's how good this album is. We'll just stick with my favorite song. (laughs) I'm not going to make a top five list for most albums, anyway. Just stupid boys making basement noise in the basement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it just ends on that note, man. And what a more beautiful way to end the album. Even listening to it right now, that's like... That song hits, man. It really does. That's a good song. I mean, I I relate to it because I've been there. I've been in the garage making noise, man. for, For the listeners, we've both been in bands. We've been in bands together and separately. And so we know we know what it's like being boys in the basement except we don't have basements because we live in New Mexico people can't afford basements storm shelters yeah boys in storm shelters boys in uh, wood shops boys in garages boys in office slash man caves yeah whatever whatever we had available at the time boys in the boys and girls club who knows (laughs) (laughs) I mean we just kind of played wherever we could but that is uh, all time low Wake Up Sunshine. Such a good album. If you haven't listened to it and you liked anything you heard, please check it out. And uh, be sure to just delve into it, man. Like, even if it's in the background while you're doing some paperwork or you're doing work, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm a delivery driver, so it's basically just on my radio. I don't play it super loud. It's just there while I'm driving. And it's I just, got good vibes to it, man. It, like, it's a... It's an album that you can put in the background of literally anything you're doing. You could be, like, getting intimate with your loved ones. And it would fit perfectly. Yeah, loved Especially ones. Especially Sleeping In, man, because yeah. that's a song all about that. I say getting intimate with your loved ones. I meant to say with your significant other. <laughs> but please don't get intimate with your loved ones just because you're isolated right now during the coronavirus. Uh, Please, none of that here. I'm pretty we're, sure they are good Christians. I'm here. pretty sure what they they that they picked up what you were putting down there, man. I'm pretty sure they understood what you meant. I just 
it sounded weird in my head. I had to correct it. <laughs> On that note, this it's a hanky panky album. It's a work album. It's a chill album. It's a drive album. It's a eat pizza and drink whiskey album. Who you could do anything with this album. It's just so good. <laughs> On that note, this has been the awesome mix with Zach and Brandon, and we will catch you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed it. Deuces.